today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. October 7th, 2019, a date that uh, we will not forget ever. Uh, that was the uh, the day that Devin Selvey was murdered uh, just outside his high school, so Winston Churchill Secondary School in the east end of Hamilton, uh, to the shock of just about everybody in the community. Uh, and uh, it had a rippling effect right across the community. And you may recall October being football season. Of course, the uh, football team, the Bulldogs, the uh, uh, Churchill team was going to play. Uh, they were going to cancel that. Uh, there was actually a, a, a rally where a number of Hamilton Tiger Cats showed up to offer their support and solidarity, uh, and it was quite a moving experience. Kevin Ellis was a family friend of uh, the family that was impacted by this, uh, and uh, you know we we talked with him. He lived in the neighborhood, of course, and he organized a, a vigil a couple of days after that. Well, uh, some months after that, I had a, a conversation with Kevin Ellis again uh, and asked him if he was satisfied with the work that the Hamilton Board of Education was doing to make the school environment healthier and safer. This is what he had to say. You know, since they started these talks in the schools and people have been coming forward and telling their stories and uh, pretty much in every one of the schools that we've gone to, there are school board trustees in the meetings. Uh, Sometimes some of the teachers will sneak in, you know, even though they're asked not to come in, they'll just come in just to hear the stories of, of what the people are saying. And I think it's opened a lot of eyes as to just you know, how bad it really is inside the schools, not just in Hamilton, but pretty much everywhere where children gather. And I think that we are seeing a positive impact and we have to keep moving forward. And, you know, when when we said that um, Devin's going to be the line in the sand, um, I think we're moving towards that. We're, we're a long ways away, but we've come so far from where we were. It's Kevin Ellis, a family friend. In response to that, the Hamilton Board of Education actually set up a review panel, a bullying prevention and intervention review panel, uh, with three well-respected community members, Dr. Gene Clinton, uh, uh, also Brenda Flaherty, and Dr. Gary Warner to help the board address this. Well, their report is uh, being presented today. Uh, the Safe Schools Bullying Prevention and Intervention Review Panel will deliver their report later on this afternoon to the Board of Education. Joining us to talk about this is Dr. Jean Clinton, a panel member, a clinical professor in the Division of Child Psychiatry at McMaster University and a staff member with McMaster Children's Hospital. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for the time. It's a pleasure to have you back on the program. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Kate Bill. Let's uh, talk a little bit about what you found out. This is a... Uh, uh, quite an exercise uh, that, that that you and and of course uh, Brenda and uh, Dr. Gary Warner uh, put through, and and I know you talked to an awful lot of people, but more importantly, you listened to an awful lot of people. What what was the experience like? Well, you know, it's been a very intense experience. It's been a, a humbling experience, but also a hugely motivating one. Um, uh, people told us about their their hurt, uh, their worry. Um, uh, we we talked to researchers, we got surveys from kids, and, um, and it really has, has compelled us to, uh, to do the best job we could and to make sure uh, that we are hanging in and keeping the, um, uh, keeping the nose to the grindstone in terms of the board to make sure that these uh, recommendations are acted upon. So we are voluntarily uh, going to come back and check in. But it's, it's been humbling, and the people of Hamilton have just been tremendous and open and, and generous-hearted. Uh, they want to see change, and they feel for Sherry Ann and her family for sure. 
Absolutely. Well, Gene, as you know, over the years we've done a number of panel discussions on our program about this. You've been involved in some of them, in fact. Uh, and, and the things we heard anecdotally from a lot of the families and some of the victims, uh, oftentimes was a frustration that, you know, first of all, we're afraid, uh, and, and, and that is quite understandable. Uh, the other emotion that we heard an awful lot about was uh, even if we do report this, even if we do follow the protocol that we're supposed to follow, uh, a lot of them felt very unsatisfied that the, the proper measures were being taken. Uh, and that's been over a course of a number of years, of course, that we've been talking to people that have been victimized by this. Did you hear those sorts of things uh, when you were talking to, to some of the people who came forward? Absolutely, Bill. That's, uh, you know, you, you really have, it's been at the heart of the matter is the, um, uh, the inconsistency that, uh, uh, that the, the voice of, uh, the voice of students and parents, um, as, as examples have not really been, uh, people haven't felt that they've been heard. And it's why our recommendations, uh, we, we really look at it from, uh, um, uh, what's the, what the supporting student, uh, voice? What do the parents have to be involved? How can we support them? What does the school need to do? What does the system, the board need to do? So we've really looked at the intersectionality to say at any point in time, we want consistency and people to know what it is that has to be done when there is a report of, uh, of a bullying uh, event or when there is something that's seen. The inconsistency is just so very devastating. Well, so and the- looked at from a systems perspective. Mm-hmm. And 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 as we also heard, of course, oftentimes uh, there were repercussions for those who came forward. I mean, they, they actually felt more in danger after the fact because of the possibility of retaliation. Yeah, retaliation, you know, the snitches get stitches. We heard all of this and, in fact, heard about a culture of fear. Uh, uh, that exists in some areas uh, um, uh, within the board. And so in order to, you know, we, we looked at very deeply at this, at the root causes. And that's, you know, we, we, we saw from the evidence that uh, bullying is a relational issue uh, and it's also a group issue. And so in order to prevent it from happening, everyone in the group, the culture needs to change significantly so that the bullying is stopped, that, that when people are observed to be in a bullying position, that they are reached out to to, to get support, um, uh, to make change. And just as you've said, that victims don't feel further victimized. So we've got very detailed recommendations uh, under each of our recommendations about what to do particularly using fabulous Canadian resources like our uh, PrevNet uh, resources, programs like Roots of Empathy. So we looked in great detail exactly at that. Let me ask you, Jean, about... uh work going forward on this i mean you know this has been an ongoing discussion of course for many many years and and you know some of the victims that we've talked to would say you know if if back in those days if you came forward they just say don't be such a wimp you know come on or hey they were just kidding what's your problem uh i i'd like to think we know more about this now and we're much more empathetic about situations like that but as you saw what was happening and 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 what you'd like to see happen here is there a foundation to build on here i mean there have been some changes hopefully some improvements i know that you know, oftentimes reconciliation is, is a part of that process to sit the, the parties down, the uh, grief party and the, the offenders, and, and see if you can find something. And, and I know when I've talked to some people on the board in the past, they've said uh, they've had some success with that. But, but 
are there building blocks here that we can use to, to try to move forward as a community? Yeah, there are. So and a couple of a couple of points I want to make uh, around this bill. What the evidence shows, and we, we relied heavily on um, research and uh, practical um, evidence. So what the evidence shows is that when, if you really want to address the issue of uh, bullying in schools, you need to be thinking at a multiple layered level. So you need to be creating the conditions uh, for you know the 75 to 80 percent of the kids um, who um, uh, are not are, are at low risk of bullying, so where you you've got a culture of caring, and then you've got interventions, and you think about the 15 percent or so who are at risk of it, and then different ones for the um, um, uh, for the five percent of kids. So you really you really need to be thinking throughout the system about how do I make the changes that need to happen in front of me and uh, and at the system at the system kind of uh, uh, level. Now, what we know at the community level is schools are can't be doing it on their own. You know, as you as you as you implied there, um, we need there's great resources out there. Um, uh, restorative justice, restorative practices. Uh, there's good evidence for that. There's good evidence um, uh, for uh, involving community in, um, uh, in, uh, in schools, even around the unsupervised issue, around uh, uh, recess time. So we've got evidence from programs. For, there's a program in Finland called Kiva, um, uh, which we learned lots about and want to bring some of that, uh, uh, some of that thinking into the school. But it takes a multi-tiered, a whole school approach with everybody having ownership, you know, from the from the director of education, board of trustees, right down to the classroom teacher, the custodians, the bus drivers, everyone needs to, to see this as something that they have the power to make change around. And how do you incorporate that into the student body? Because certainly they have to play a part in this as well. I know that, as you oh, just yeah. mentioned, Jane, there's a breakdown of people who may be more vulnerable to this, but uh, how do you... How do you get them to buy into the, well, the basically the see something, say something attitude, which does not, by the way, uh, I, I know you want to clarify that, does not mean confront the bully necessarily. It just means make sure that that, that person that's being victimized by this knows that there's going to be some support uh, from within. And we've seen examples of that. You know, pink shirt days and things like that are wonderful ideas. But but you get, need to get into their heads to make sure that that's, that's the way things are going to be right now. That seems to be problematic. Yeah, well, do you know what a big part of it, um, uh, Bill, and you're implying it, is that it's not enough just to have a, you know, see it, say it, have pink shirt days. But when I speak as a student, I need to be in a culture that values my voice. Not only that, but in a culture that when I do speak, somebody freaking does something about it. Yep. You know, so it is the, it's, it's, it's up to the adults in the system to listen intently, to give voice and agency to students um, uh, and, and, and parents, but, you know, students particularly, and get their input. How is it going? You know, the number of times I hear that, oh, the, the, we had no idea that the students had all those thoughts about things. Um, so, you know, voice and, and agency is just so very, very 
uh, important here, and that means you need a receptacle, a receptor, the adults around the students who are willing to say, I'm going to look at this, I'm going to listen, I'm going to change my mode of understanding here and, um, and be an ally. Gene, how important is the home environment here? I mean, we've talked about the student environment, certainly, uh, but that's, that's you know, 8.30 to 3.30, et cetera. Or, but oftentimes we've, you know, statistics and reports have indicated that bullies are sometimes are, are simply emulating what they see in their home environment, and, and tragically, uh, and they simply, you know, they, they carry on in other environments. They become the bully. Uh, can can we do that? Can we extend this 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 outreach into the family unit itself, into the families, and say, look, we all have to be part of this. They they have to buy into this as well. Yeah, you know, Bill, I think it's absolutely essential that we do reach out to parents. That parents, um, uh, parents as partners, parents as understanding uh, uh, some of the the root causes. I think we need to think of parents in a very very different way. Um, uh, uh, than, than we have done. Will we shift the attitudes of every parent who is a bully um, uh, to not t- talk to their kids that way or treat their kids that way? Because very often kids who are bullies themselves are kids who have experienced trauma. Um, so, yeah, we do have to reach out. Uh, we do have to reach out to parents. But, you know, you know I've been a child psychiatrist for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And I know the healing power of school, you know, and I'm sure you do. You've heard stories on your program so often about how a kid can come from a background um, or a, an environment where the best is not brought out in them. But they come to school, there's a teacher, there's a culture of caring, and they are able to change that worldview, that they're able to see the other in a different way than what they're getting programmed. So we need to be acting on all of these different levels in order to, uh, in order to make um, uh, systematic, systematic change. I, I, as we mentioned, you're going to present this to the board later on today, vir- virtually, obviously, mm-hmm. because of what's going on these days. And, and I know in, we've talked about this in the past, Gene, you're, you're a strong advocate for an action plan to say, okay, how are we going to address this? And there's, there needs to be a, 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 a roadmap for that. But what about accountability along that road? Are, are there going to be points here that, that we can stop and hit the pause button and say, how are we doing on this? Uh, Invariably, these things tend to peter out after a period of time, and, and, and the next tragedy is, is actually the impetus for us to get back on track. How do we stay on message here? Yeah, it's such an important point as well, Bill. Um, so, you know, you're pretty good at this job, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for a while too, Gene. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the issue of accountability is, is so, um, so at the heart of, one, what we heard about, you know, how can um, parents want to know, you know, if, if something has happened and something doesn't get done about it, is there a way that we can make that change? And so what we are recommending is that there be a staff lead who is responsible at the board level um, for all of, all of the uh, um, safe schools as well as making sure that there's a commitment statement to looking at, looking at bullying that there will be data collected that is uh, asking the students, is there, what experience have you had around bullying in the past six months, not once every two years? Um, and we're also, we're also asking the board to, <clears throat> to be accountable 
to uh, we've got immediate action steps. <clears throat> excuse me, we've got immediate action steps that um, uh, we're recommending that they follow. But we're also saying you need to collect data that is disaggregated, so you know what is happening and what to do about it. You need to be asking the question: Is what we're doing making any difference at all? And so that that area of accountability from both the individual action to the board level is incorporated in our report for sure. Well, you know, in the past we've talked with Manny Figueroa, the uh, director of education for the board, and I, I, I sense the empathy that Manny has felt about this too, of course, as somebody who was in the classroom for so many years and now uh, as the director of education. Uh, and I was heartened, i got to tell you, uh, on a personal note, Gene, when I found out that you and uh, Brenda and Gary were going to be involved in this uh, because you have stellar reputations and, and an incredible uh, commitment to this whole thing, too. So uh, I look forward to the reading the report uh, and, and talking about this further. This is uh, not the end. This is the uh, just the end of the beginning, isn't it, if I can quote it Churchill? Yeah, absolutely. It's the end of the beginning. And, you know, the other point I wanted to just add, Bill, is we were very, very careful to figure out what is the board already committed to in terms of their pillars and uh, the well-being and equity, uh, their equity action plan, their indigenous education plan, their mental health strategy, uh, their equity action plan. We have recommended, and, and Manny has been uh, you know, a, a leader in the development of these things. We want to make sure that things are integrated within that. It's not another, oh, here comes another thing we have to do, but it is embedded within. So that as well has a, has a livability a livability component to it but just don't let it get buried within all of that or you'll be hearing from us absolutely well uh let's uh, keep the lines of communication open gene thank you so much for the Wonderful. great work that uh, that you and the panel have done and uh, thanks for the time today i always appreciate our conversations likewise bill very much so thank you very much Take care. Dr. Jean Clinton, of course, one of the panel members uh, for the Safe Schools Bullying Prevention and Intervention Review Panel. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.